listening to Girls Just Wanna with your favorite girls, Aurelia and Katie. This week, we chat with two lovely, lovely women, uh, Amy Atwater and Dr. Megan Weatherall, who are paleontologists and BFFs. Uh, Their friendship is the cutest, sweetest. They were Mm -hmm. so fun to talk to and hilarious. And so talented, multi-talented ladies. I was like, I want to be them when I grow up. (laughs) (laughs) Even though, like, we're similar age groups. (laughs) No. (laughs) No, that can't be. (laughs) Um, On our dot, dot, dot this week, uh, because Amy and Megan have such an awesome friendship, we wanted to talk about our female friendships and, like, the moment or, like, experience that (laughs) we knew that like our friends were going to be our friends forever. Mm. Let's um so my obviously besides Katie, my <laughs> two best friends <laughs> my two best friends are Meg and Lindsay and I've known Meg since college, but Lindsay we met through our good ma- male friend James. They started dating. They're and getting married. Yeah, they're getting married in like two weeks. Yeah. So Meg and I really liked Lindsay from the moment that we met her. And we were like, okay, how can we get her to also, besides dating James, just like be our friend? So we were like in Fountain Square. And we, Meg and I were together and we're like, you know what? We should just like see if Lindsay wants to hang out with us. So we went to... There's a gas station in Fountain Square, like on the edge. (laughs) And I don't know what it's like now, but you used to be able to buy leggings and like hats and like purses (laughs) there. And me and Meg bought leggings and then we bought a pair for Lindsay too. And we call it leggings day. (laughs) We gave her the leggings. We solidified our friendships. We climbed trees in the park. It was great. And the rest is history. Leggings Day. Do you have a, a Leggings Day moment? <laughs> um, no. I don't. I, so, it's hard. Uh, I don't know. A lot of friends that I've had, I feel like I've just been friends with them forever. Like, my high school group of friends, it's ten girls, because it was an all-girls high school. And I feel like we... The 10 of us have just been friends from day one, and I'm sure that's not the case, but as you know, I have a terrible memory. So, like, in my mind, I'm just like, well, we showed up and we were friends. I do know that I met some of them uh, – oh, what was it? I met some of them in a summer computer class that we did, like, going into our freshman year. You could take, like, a class in the summer to, like, free up a bit of your schedule during the year. And so one of them was, like, a computer, like, typing class. And so I met a couple – who was in that class? My friend Teresa, my friend Laura. Oh, God, I hope no one else was (laughs) in there. Um, And I remember I was, like, very strange. And I showed everyone that there's a Shamu cam – Sham Cam, where you can just watch Shamu at SeaWorld on on the internet. And well, not anymore. Not, I know, not anymore. <laughs> and I showed everyone that and was like, look how cool this is. And then later, one of my eventual friends was like, yeah, you showed everyone the whale camera. And we were like, that's cool. Um, <laughs> and then I remember my friend Teresa, we, so this is, we're like, you know, 14. Her grandma drove us to a movie and this other girl was supposed to come with us or did come with us and then she told us how like the last time that she was at the movie theater it was like with a guy and he asked her to like give him a blowjob and I was like what is happening yeah (laughs) and then actually that girl did go to college with me um which is just weird we weren't friends in college but um she was there That doesn't feel like a leggings day at all. I've had some, like, anti-leggings day. Like, when I was (laughs) in fifth grade, I went to a sleepover. And it was fine. But then I woke up and I had mustard on my face. 
the next day because I was the first one that fell asleep. But you know what? I wouldn't trade that 12 hours of sleep for anything. (laughs) Good. Good. Um, It's fine. Sometimes that happens. But you know what? I think those instances really just make us find our, like, true group. Like, you find out what kind of friends you don't want, and then you Mm -hmm. get the opposite of those. Yeah. I do remember (laughs) in college, I had, like, a group of girlfriends I, I like to go into scenarios where I'm with a big group of friends and then I, years later, only talk to one person uh, from that group. But in college, I had this group of girlfriends and I remember uh, one girl who will re- remain unnamed, she told me and BFF Morgan that she didn't want to hang out with us anymore because we talked about harry potter and musical theater (laughs) too much and she couldn't keep up she was like all you guys talk about is musical theater and harry potter and teaching (laughs) and we were like (laughs) well that yeah we do and you know to be fair like if you're out there and you're a girl or or a man whatever and you like Harry Potter and musical theater, hit us up. We're available. We're available for, for friendship. I was like, what a weird thing. And also, this was like four years into the friendship. I was like, how are oh. you just now? I think it was like a cop out for not wanting to be friends with us for some other reason. But that really just brought me and Morgan closer <laughs> together, I do think. And then yeah. and we Morgan's lived together. Great. Yeah. Yeah. So Katie uh, and I, we met through IndieProv, but I think we we really got close. I feel like we really got close when we were like, I mean, I think it was like a little bit before that, that, but like when we were both going through breakups at the same time, I feel like we were like each other's like wing women. That was so much (laughs) It was a time. It was a time. Yeah. We yeah, were, Katie yeah, and we I had like a single summer already. together. <laughs> yeah, but that really yeah. brought us closer. And a couple of our other friends were single at the time too. So we were just like that. Yeah, mm-hmm. it didn't last super long. Hot girl summer. All of us being single, but we did have no. like a hot girl summer, and that was super fun. Should we? That's what just, I like to call the original do- hot girl summer. <laughs> Let's just do it again. <laughs> I'll go break up with Joe, and then also I'll, we have to move to the same place We don't again. live in the same city anymore. <laughs> I know. More Hot girl Zoom summer. Than, um, yeah. Hot girl phone call summer. <laughs> no, I I'll have to say that. I'll send you a postcard. I follow a lot of, like, New York um, comics on Twitter, like fe- like women who are comics, and they're single, and they, like, go out together all the time, and they post photos on Twitter, which is, like, first of all, blowing my mind. I feel like Twitter's not the place for photos, but uh, they post these photos. They're, like, out <laughs> at bar. Like, I am not built for that anymore. Like, I don't think that I could do Hot Girl Summer in New York. It, I think it's too much for me. I mean, I could barely handle the beach today. Look how sunburned I am. This is not. I don't know. Too... Hot Girl Summer in Denver is like going to REI and like, <laughs> you know, stealing a canoe. I don't know. I can't do it either. Um. <laughs> anyways... Female friendships are so important. Treasure your gals. Mm -hmm. Treat them like the angels that they are. Um, And I'm really excited for you guys to hear this interview. It really was so fun. Um, Before we get to the interview with Megan and Amy, um, we have some random shit to talk about. Sorry, there was loud... It's like sometimes motorcycles join together in like a little group and then they all drive through the streets of New York very loudly. So like gangs of was. New York? Yeah. Motorcycle gangs of New York? 
I saw something on Facebook that was like, actually, when you see people doing those rides, it's uh, usually like a charity, like a fundraiser. Like they pay to ride together, like how people pay to do like a 5K. And they're like, so actually, when you see that, you should be like, wow, those are good people because they're like donating to a charity. And I was like, um, that doesn't change the fact that like, they're dangerously zipping in and out of traffic in front of me <laughs> and like not wearing helmets. So no. <laughs> well, um, if you happen to ride a motorcycle, like let Katie and I know, like, mm-hmm. why do you like it? <laughs> <laughs> I have like, I really do have a fear of motorcycle. I just think it's because, I don't trust myself on anything where I have to maintain my own equilibrium mm-hmm. of balance and order to be successful. Like the fucking scooter. I hate oh those. My God. Very, very traumatic. You were they, really good at it, they, though. Thank you. I was terrified the entire time, um, but I'm glad <laughs> it didn't show. They have not scooters here, but like little motorcycles, like a they oh. look like little Vespas almost, but it's the that same you can deal. Rent? It's like, yeah, they're called Revels. Oh. Seems dangerous. Well, let me know. <laughs> um, anyway, um... <laughs> I thought you had some random shit you wanted to talk about. I was giving well, you a. I well, segue. you said anyway. <laughs> Yeah, anyway, um, Aurelia. I do. I started watching Below Deck. Have you seen that? Have we talked about this? No. People are obsessed with it, though. It's it's crazy. <laughs> I do like it for, like, what it is. And I just want to mm-hmm. say that this is not, like, it's not, like, good television. But it is really interesting because it's such a, like, niche job. Basically, yeah. you, like, work on this yacht, and you have, like, different rich people that, like, rent it for a few days. And there's, like, eight people that work on the boat. So it's, like, this, like, just juxtaposition of, like, the guests. But it's really more about, like, the crew and, like, how hot they are. And they're, like, yeah. drama with each other. And it is, like, a high-pressure situation, I imagine. So... Yeah, but it's good. I I think you would like it, just okay. based on your speaking. Yes, I think I would like it. Um, <laughs> speaking of like boats and high pressure situations, Joe and I have been watching a show called Wrecked. Have you heard of this? It's a comedy. No, is it like a Survivor thing? Oh, it's like it's no. like the premise of Lost, but a half hour. Mm -hmm. and there's three seasons of it and it's on hbo max and it is very funny um is it british no is it a british show american no it's american it was on tbs okay no it's on hbo i'll have to check it out it's it's real it's a real quick watch and it's very fun we've we laugh out loud at it and uh reese darby is in it he is New Zealand he was on Flight of the Concords he played like their manager Mm. and he's Mm -hmm. in the new Jumanji movies he's like the uh, yeah I think we've either talked about this or we've talked about that specific guy because he's the guy with like the red hair the red mustache yes yes I love like anyway yeah he's funny yeah he so he's like a main character on it so there you go I'll check it out is there yeah, anything, any other um, random shit that you have? Um, oh, gosh. Oh, Joe and I watched uh, the National Treasure movies yesterday on the 4th of July. Um, when Nicholas Cage. That feels, Cage like, topical. <laughs> um, I'm Doesn't only like, make up me like Nicholas Cage. That is fine. Um. But Did Joe had never seen National Treasure. That's kind of weird. Right? Just, like, based I on could, who he is, like, I would have thought that he would have seen it, you know? 
I feel like those movies, like the, it's like a cultural like touchstone for our generation. I feel like <laughs> everyone has seen those. Everyone like had a boner for history after that. Yeah. Well, and you kept yours, huh? Because <laughs> 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 Katie was a history teacher. Okay. Anyways, uh, well, I think we're... <laughs> Um, if you guys could only see, like, how distracting Katie is. She has her Ruth Gator, Bader Ginsburg doll with her, a mallet. And she can, she has movable arms. That's, like, really impressive. Um, this week's episode, uh, we interview <laughs> Megan and Amy. And mm-hmm. uh, they were fabulous. And... They are paleontologists, but we surprisingly we didn't talk that much about dinosaurs. Just a little. We talked about a lot of other prehistoric animals. Um, oh yeah, like what were they called? Like the dick worms or whatever? The Yeah, worm? the penis worms. Penis yeah. worms. <laughs> There's a lot of talk about that. A lot of talk about baby rhinos. Um but I don't want to spoil it, so <laughs> Yeah. So please enjoy. everyone welcome to uh welcome to our listeners welcome to aurelia and special welcome to our guests we have two guests today uh we have dr megan weatherall and amy atwater yay Yay. (laughs) we don't usually do applause but i just felt like with such a big introduction we need we needed one that katie and i have been bored without having people to interview right (laughs) (laughs) so uh welcome to our guests uh amy and dr amy atwater and dr megan weatherell we're so glad to have you we're gonna say your full names each time we address you yes i will well i was gonna say your first names but then i didn't know if it was weird just to say dr megan i didn't know if it was like amy does I mean, people do call me Dr. Megan, but Amy does have a master's degree. So please if don't. you're going to call me Dr. Please, Megan, please do not. Please call yeah, her right. Master Atwater. No, let's, <laughs> let's not do that. All right. And I think with that, we will switch to Megan and Amy. Yeah. That feels yeah, right. I think that's fair. Perfect. <laughs> okay. So uh, Megan is an assistant professor of data science at the University of Arizona, and Amy is a paleontologist and renowned Instagrammer, which I am excited to talk about. Um, But maybe more importantly, you guys are friends, BFFs, if you will. Oh, yeah. Oh, I will. Yes. <laughs> and, and long distance. We haven't lived in the same city yeah. as each other since 2014. Oh, maybe, maybe we should get yeah. some tips from yeah, you guys. Yeah, aspirational for Katie and I. Aurelia and I are also long distance BFFs. She moved to Denver a year ago, uh, right at the beginning of the pandemic. And <laughs> And Katie's moving to New York, so and I'm moving to New York. Yeah, we'll, we'll so, hit you guys at the end for some tips. Yeah, and tricks. Um, okay, so because of your friendship, I've put together a short, very low risk, low pressure <laughs> uh, game trivia style game about each other, just to to highlight some cool things on uh for that each of you have done so no worries if you if you get anything wrong but if you if you get everything right thumbs up for you that's what you get <laughs> that we don't have to break up okay cool you're not my friend <laughs> it's cool i got the direct message up amy i'll just give you the answer it's fine <laughs> And they're going to use the private private chat. chat. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We are. (laughs) Okay. This first question is for Megan. Megan, Amy has worked at multiple national parks. Can you name any of them? 
I know that Amy worked at Arches, right? Yeah. She's like, you're not smiling. Why? Yeah. And then you worked at Denali National Park. Um, technically, did you ever work at Hancock? Because that would have made you work at the John Day Fossil Beds National Monument. I was technically uh, a camp counselor for one summer, and then I realized it wasn't as much fun as being a camper. So yes, technically, I worked at John Day Fossil Beds, <laughs> and then technically, I interned at Big Bend National Park. As Big well. Bend! You, you no, did great. You can't cut me off, great. Amy. Um, uh, yeah. <laughs> you already answered. You only needed to get one. You already, you were an overachiever. Yeah, you got like all, all the ones that yeah. I have. And I would say that I have a PhD for a reason. <laughs> they right. don't give out doctorates for half-assing it. <laughs> right. I'm seeing that now. Okay. So the next question, Megan, um, it's about Megan, and this is for Amy. Oh. Megan recently appeared in a documentary. What channel was it on? Oh, uh, I took so many screenshots of you on this that I don't think I've sent you how many it was with National Geographic and it was on the super volcano Yellowstone and how it killed a bunch of rhinos and she was the expert on how all those rhinos died because she's awesome I don't want to take a screenshot of like there's a section where for some reason like the camera kind of is looking up my nose and my nostrils look a little Voldemorty and I don't know what happened it was very early in the morning and it was it's just really messed up it's really messed up I hope you took a screenshot <laughs> I, I'm sure I did and I definitely got some of you and I think I even video recorded the ones where you talking about like how excited you were about these dead baby rhinos because that was also pretty pretty funny in a very very dark paleontology way wait yeah yeah i, I definitely did not fit the ambiance at all <laughs> everybody else in the documentary is like oh my god y'all sound so sad and i was like it killed so many baby <laughs> animals <laughs> katie looks really upset <laughs> it did it it's it's a lie it's <laughs> no, I can face the truth. I just part of me wants to ask, like, how did the baby rhinos die? But I also am worried I'll have nightmares forever. So, like lava, um, I'm lava, lava death. <laughs> no. right. That would be really fast, guys. Volcano, yeah, stuff from a volcano. Yeah, like, but the doctor, let's volcano. Doctor. Yeah, like um. Okay, so um. Don't inhale a bunch of ash because if you inhale a bunch of ash over the course of several weeks, you will get what is called Marie's disease, which is essentially where your blood cells are like, fuck everything. And then you get club hands and club feet and you can barely breathe. And they've done some tests on the bones that show that they were all running like a fever of like 104. Uh, and then you die right next to your mom in nursing position oh, no. oh, <laughs> i'm laughing at everyone else is <laughs> this is horrifying anyways yep. yeah no it's a it's a it was a sad long death but they're really cool fossils well preserved oh thank you ash yes beautifully preserved <laughs> okay let's yeah let's move on from that uh <laughs> yeah yeah megan which historical yeah. paleontologist is Amy's Instagram named after? Well, that would be Mary Anning, who is the mother of paleontology, uh, who lived in Great Britain in like the 1800s. This is gonna this is gonna be really depressing because Amy and I literally ran a blog called Mary Anning's Revenge. So I should know a thousand facts about Mary Anning and I'm like oh I think she was struck by lightning or maybe that was the fictional novel I don't remember the difference. is there a fictional novel about yeah Mary Anning yes there's yes. a great fictional yep. novel um it's called Remarkable Creatures it's by Tracy Chavalier it's the same woman who wrote The Girl with the Pearl Earring oh, and okay. when that was turned into a movie then with I think Scarlett Joe. 
beautiful. Um, and it's a really good historical fiction account on Mary Anning's life. And it was what I read in high school. And it inspired me to look up about this amazing paleontologist who I'd never heard of. And then when Megan and I were at the University of Oregon together, and we really wanted to come together to write a sassy blog about our lives as women in paleontology, we thought, um, I, I brought up Mary Anning and how we could be Mary Anning's revenge because she never got her due credit for her finds and her science in her day and time. And a lot of her finds were attributed to gentlemen scholars. Uh, and uh, yeah, mm. so that's where that was born. And then she took the Twitter name and I took the Instagram name and um, yeah, and Mary Anning was struck by lightning as a baby. It's pretty cool. It's probably why she was so awesome. Um, maybe not. So. Cool. Um, okay, this next question is for Amy. Megan writes scripts for a PBS YouTube channel. What's the name of it? Ooh, could it be eras or epics? Or, or, or is it eons? I think it's eons, the PBS show, which is fantastic. And hers are the best episodes. I mean, I'm not supposed to, like, I'm obviously biased. Best episodes. Amy, were you on an episode? Did I see that? Okay. Yep. I was um, lucky enough to be featured on an episode um, when I was in Montana. I wasn't too far away from their headquarters in Missoula. I was in Bozeman, which is a couple hours away. And so um, Callie Moore, who's one of the hosts of the show, um, she's in Missoula. So her and the crew came over and we're both, we were both collection managers. And so we did an episode called Inside the Dinosaur Library, all about what it's like to be a paleontology collections manager, because we are essentially librarians for fossils i love that <laughs> yeah that's a great job description this last question is probably the most important if yeah. i'm being honest <laughs> and it's for both of you you want me to say it katie okay oh yeah and <laughs> Go ahead. I was just trying to tee you up to get you juiced up for yeah, it no i i want you to do everything <laughs> <laughs> and finally, how many pets does each person have? Amy has two. Amy has two. Go, Amy. How many do I have? Oh God. <laughs> I mean, do we count each individual composting mm -hmm. worm? Do we count all the worms? Oh, no. Oh, uh, no. A, I killed all those worms. So those are not a problem. <laughs> That's like the baby right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm a, I'm all about dead animals. Yeah. Um, Megan has two dogs, two cats, three cows, and two sheep. Yay! And a thousand Wasps. paper wasps. <laughs> I am counting them now as pets because I cannot get rid of them. So <laughs> We just coexist, not exactly in harmony, but we we coexist. They're not fun pets, I gotta say. Not that fun. No. No. You're like a spite yeah. pet. We did yeah. good. We yeah. did good, Megan. You guys yeah. did great. Yeah. yeah, you got every question right. So two thumbs up, one for each of you. We get to stay together. Yay! Yay! <laughs> Okay, so um, we usually kick off our interviews with the same question, which is, what did you each want to be when you grew up? Amy, you go first. Uh, well, I went through many iterations. Um, I think when I was quite young, I wanted to be uh, a tiger trainer and I wanted to dance Ooh. with the tigers. Um, that was Makes a very early... Yeah, so. yes. <laughs> Hopefully like in a slightly nicer facility, but I probably wouldn't have been very picky as a kid. Um, and then I really found out that I loved science because I would go to these nerdy science camps. And so then I was like, I'm going to be a marine biologist because there's so much to explore and there's so much to do and see. Uh, and it's an adventure and I love being outside. And then I went to a summer camp where we went snorkeling and I was terrified of the kelp. And I realized that that was not a great career option for me. 
And uh, then at 14, I went to a really cool paleontology camp and I was like, this is it. The kelp is no longer alive. It is fossilized <laughs> and I'm still outside. So uh, then at 14, I was like, I want to be a paleontologist. Wow. Um, I will second the, the fact that snorkeling with kelp is disgusting. Um, my my first snorkeling experience was with dead salmon like at, well not they weren't dead but they were in the process of dying as salmon do <laughs> i there is uh hate theme. snorkeling anyway yeah <laughs> well, there's, there's a really <laughs> okay so um i wanted to be a flight attendant guys i wanted to be a flight attendant that was <laughs> that was my primary dream um I did take at one point one of like the equivalent of a BuzzFeed quiz, but it was through my school and it was supposed to tell me what job I was supposed to do. And it told me I should be a cobbler, which even at that point in the 1990s is not a it's not a job. So I don't know why <laughs> I got cobbler. I tried so hard to get flight attendant and I got cobbler. Um, and then I went to the same science camp that Amy went to. And I saw um, a very handsome man talking about snakes and I decided I wanted to be a scientist. I know I really wanted to be a herpetologist first. So person who studies snakes. Um, but uh, then I got just swayed into paleontology because uh, as we've already discussed, I like dead things. So <laughs> kind of really does track, I think. So flight attendant, cobbler, herpetologist, dead animal person. Uh, and then somehow now I'm a statistician. So I'm not really sure how that one happened, but you know, twists and turns. Life is a journey, everyone. Bit of a jump there. Um, yeah. Wait, so did you two meet at the science camp or did you meet at school? We met at the science camp. I was Amy's counselor. Oh. I was making out with Amy's brother. <laughs> <laughs> There are so many layers to your guys' friendship. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's creepy. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Amy's just mad because I've never made out with her and thus completed I the am. duo. But, I am mad. Yeah. I want there to be someone. <laughs> right? <laughs> if you want to know someone who's got a brother-sister set. <laughs> I've known Kelly for a long time. He let it happen you know, as like a badge of honor. But um, yeah, we did meet. Yeah. I was Amy's camp counselor. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> I think Can I'm five years older than you. I think so. All right. Yes. Yeah, is this, okay. does this camp, is it still happening? Is it still running? Should we like give it a shout out or? Oh yeah. yeah. This camp is. On science camp. Mm -hmm. Yep, through the Oregon Museum of Science and Industry, which is based out of Portland. And then they have a couple different satellite campuses where they have summer camps. So we went to one in Eastern Oregon um, that was uh, in the John Day Fossil Beds National uh, Monument. And uh, they have a really cool camp there, Camp Hancock. And that's where I would go as a little bright-eyed student. And uh, Megan was always the sassy counselor goofing off with my brother. And then... Um, Actually, I got a snake from you for my 16th birthday that you raised oh, from an true. egg. And then um, we met in college again. So. <laughs> I forgot you got a snake from me. Yeah, I did that. My brother did that. Sweet 16 gift. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So when you yeah. guys. Yeah. <laughs> when you guys were um, in college, what did you major in? Is paleontology like a common undergrad or it was something else more um, like broad? That's a great question that I get a lot actually because people are like, I don't have a paleontology often or option. Um, that's that often to be like offered. That's a lot of O's. Um, and it's usually paleontology fits within another department. Like none of my degrees say paleontology. Uh, I have a geology degree from the University of Oregon that was with a paleontology focus. Uh, so I took like a track in college that was paleo specific, which means I just had to take slightly different classes than the volcanologist because volcanoes, they had like hot lava and rhinos, 
you know, you need the ash, not the lava. Um, so some of those fields aren't uh, as closely related. Uh, so there are very few schools that really offer an actual direct like degree in paleontology. Most are going to be within a geology department, a biology department, or an anthropology department are the normal ones. And so I was at the University of Oregon doing uh, my uh, BS in geology when Megan came to do her graduate school work. And that's where we overlapped. And she was also in the geology department. Which yeah, I just my undergrad was in, well, yeah, but that's like one, I have two degrees now. So uh, yeah, I did my undergrad in biology and then I did a graduate degree in geology and was very lost. And now people ask me what their piece of gravel is and I look at them very blankly because I didn't have to take any of those classes I just had to take the fossil related and the statistics related ones in my major so um I, I barely can identify rocks and it's it's a okay. it's a plague on my existence honestly it's terrible, terrible. It's what is what gravel identified it's all basalt yeah anyhow yeah are those um kind of like typical paths for this kind of work or is it really a choose your own adventure sort of deal? I mean, I would say that um, the typical routes are kind of what Megan and I did, either through geology or through biology. I also have a master's degree in anthropology. I do know people, though, who come into paleontology without any science background at all. You know, if you are really passionate for it, about it, you can come in with a humanities degree or something that's like a BA. And as long you might have to take a few, um, just uh, classes to kind of get your uh, your transcript up to the standards of a master's program that might require you. But I know folks who have like an English degree and are now going back to school for a master's in geology. So you really can make your own adventure because um, folks figure out at many different times in their lives if they really want to pursue paleo or not. Cool. Yeah. Um, can, oh, sorry, Megan, were you going to add more? I was literally just going to agree with Amy. So I did it. Yes, correct. <laughs> Good job, Amy. Excellent answer, best friend. <laughs> Two thumbs up. So I would, what, oh, go ahead, Aurelia. Uh, everyone's just interrupting no me. Have, no one should have friends on, on podcasts. We're doing terribly. <laughs> so I know we sort of briefly touched on what you guys are doing now in your careers, but can you kind of expand on that and give us like the full range? Because I know you guys both do a lot of stuff. Amy, you want to go first or second? Oh my gosh. No, you should go first. You should go first. You have the way cooler job right now. <laughs> Uh, I do have the health insurance paying job. So, <laughs> um, so my primary job is I'm an assistant professor at University of Arizona. I teach mostly statistics and then give them just a thousand uh, bad dinosaur examples for um, all of our exams. Um, I also teach science communication. Um, and then I'm, I'm opening up. Okay, well, I'll, I'll back step. I also work for PBS Eons and I write scripts for them occasionally. Um, and I'm going to try and write a script soon for SciShow, which is one of their other kind of affiliates for that company. Um, and then I'm opening a clothing store on April 30th. And I emailed, guys, I emailed several local newspapers and I said, <laughs> I'm opening a clothing store and you should announce it. And then I set a date that doesn't exist because I told them I was opening on the 31st, which is not a day in the month of April. So I am a PhD holding winner, but I'm also Amy's dressed up. But guys, I'm wearing my, these are my preapulid pants. Preapulids are penis worms. Um, so I'm wearing penis worm covered pants right now. And then I'm wearing um, Treptichthys, which is a, a trace fossil made by penis worms. So I'm like 100% secret dick joke right now. That's what this is. This is a very scientific dick joke. And it says bioterminated right now. I'm sad that they can't. That's right. Yeah, it's. It's really sexy too. It's really good. It's really good. <laughs> I have my own worst enemy with modeling. What's the name of your clothing store? Can people like 
buy stuff online? So it is geopedal fabric. It's only online. Um, I don't sew any of it and we're all very lucky because I'm a really bad sewer. I just make the designs and design the clothing and then they get printed by other companies. And yeah, as of April 30th, which is a day that does exist, you can buy all of this material. I can't believe I said April 31st. Like, you know what? Oh. In the world of marketing, I like to call that mystery, like intrigue, like exclusive. <laughs> like you don't know I like where it. to go on the 31st then. Mysterious, <laughs> like possible. Am I open? Am I not? Yeah, that's what you want. That's the mystery you want. <laughs> yeah. Very cool. <laughs> Um, yeah, I'm so that's my going, seven thousand careers, and that's another <laughs> theme that we're gonna realize with Megan is like dead babies and penis worms. Just so we're clear, yeah, have a brain, yeah, yes. you know? yeah, yeah. She knows, she knows her, she knows her audience. <laughs> Uh, well, uh, so I, um, I just moved to Atlanta, Georgia, actually, uh, from Bozeman, Montana. When I was in Bozeman, Montana, I was a paleontology collections manager and registrar at a museum there. And uh, that job was essentially herding cats uh, and uh, <laughs> keeping track of fossils and all their associated records and data and tracking loans and dealing with visiting researchers and students and volunteers and just again kind of like a librarian for fossils like if someone needed to check it out for research I was the one who was going to package up that fossil and ship it to a researcher or let them take it with them and give them all the paperwork and like this is Dubai uh, and uh, that side of things I do really love working with museums uh, I do think they're really important in the scientific process and a lot of times people are like I want to go out and dig up a new dinosaur well do you know how many dinosaurs we already have in collections at a museum somewhere? that just needs someone to study them. Uh, so I think that's a really cool aspect that some of my research has been just publishing on specimens that people have forgotten about for a really long time. And so that's been very, very cool. And I like to show off uh, my life as a paleontologist, whether that's in collections or in a museum exhibit or out in the field doing uh, research. Um, and I show that off on Instagram, um, and that's been really, really fun to grow an audience there. I am technically, like I guess folks would say, an influencer, which is really funny to me because I'm a nerdy scientist uh, and who has just found a good market of folks who are also really interested in fossils and who either came from it from a love of Jurassic Park or maybe are more like Megan and I and have weird <laughs> stories about why we like fossils and uh, just a sense of community for folks to come together and also to highlight women in paleontology mm -hmm. because we are a minority and it is uh it is noticeable it is very noticeable sometimes oh is it I mean have you seen it like improving at all or is it still a real struggle I used to be um, so optimistic I... <laughs> and now I just say no oh which is so There's sad. That. I literally, I had a meeting this morning with the Office of like Investigations to talk about sexual harassment um, at my previous institution. So, like, uh, I'm like, yeah, I mean, maybe if they fire that guy, it'll be a step forward. Mm -hmm. And I got one of those yeah. calls about my former institution and they were like, we're here to call mm -hmm. about the, some bad behavior. And I went, from who, which one? uh you know like it's it's it, I was actually surprised when it was the one individual because I was like what about these others <laughs> what about these other people so in some ways you know we're getting a lot more visibility I think for women in science which is uh, going to be really really powerful however there are quite a few scientific studies out there that show that there's really been little progress in the geosciences and not just with uh, gender, but also really, really with race and ethnicity. Uh, and especially if you combine those and you are a woman of color in paleontology, I mean, the, the data are pretty depressing uh, in terms of what yeah. uh, your opportunities are versus if you were a cisgendered white guy. Sure. That uh, really sucks. Yeah. Um, and I, it feels like the solution is, you know, you want to get more, more people 
involved, like more diverse, you want more diverse rooms so that like the sexual harassment stuff isn't happening as often, but it sounds like it's really hard to even recruit people. I mean, it's not hard to recruit people because the problem is that women love science and then men are jackasses. <laughs> so sure. like, and then all of the diversity and inclusion efforts, whether it's for women or it's for people of color, they're all focused on like, let's recruit more raw meat so that people can get chewed up by these douchebags and then spat out. And it's, it's pathetic that it's 2021 and we're still trying the same bullshit over and over and over again when what we need to do is get rid of the problems yeah. <laughs> get rid of the people who are terrible get rid of them like there's enough data that even if you didn't have a complaint you could go through and you could look and say okay well there were 20 people of color who applied for this job why did you hire yet another white man why mm -hmm. why so yeah it's i mean it's it's an omnipresent problem um that is always really frustrating always 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 absolutely and it sounds like it really starts from the top with people that are currently in the field making those positive changes and trying to be more inclusive so i'm sure <laughs> i i'm sure you wish that it was moving faster than it actually is so i totally understand that um, than geologic time. Yes, <laughs> which it was moving faster than geologic time. That's true. That's a good, uh, that's a good giant. <laughs> um, <yeah. laughs> so have you guys ever done any research together? I know you've collaborated on some different projects, um, but I'd love to hear about more stuff that you've done Was it as a duo. Yeah, we have. It's just been really exciting. It's but I've published with my best friend. I've published with my husband. It's been cool. Um, so we had a project when I was in graduate school in Texas. Um, we had a really cool field site out in West Texas near Big Bend National Park. And we have all these really cool. So I studied ancient primates and not like humans, but like cool lemurs and tarsiers and cool cute things like that um and we have these really spectacular fossils from that site that are world famous but we don't know exactly how old the site is and we also didn't have a very good grasp on what was going on in the paleo environment as well and so it was fun for megan to come in with her fieldwork expertise and being able to come in and evaluate like uh, measuring the sections which we did together and we almost died but it was fine we survived that windy windy day on that precipice and she was like it's fine and i was amy like, is a fine. little afraid of heights i'm very afraid of heights it did not it's, yeah it's just we bad survived for, though we, we survived we survived and so we actually published a paper on getting the age of that site um back in the beginning of 2020 which was really really cool mm -hmm. uh to have that project and there could be some follow-up papers from that site as well because there's even more information to be processed and uh, hopefully get more and more info out on that and then we're also trying to write a book together and hopefully going to yeah. actually publish a book Cool. Is the title going to be I put penis an outline worms. Penis, worms. Ooh. penis worms the yeah. truth Penis worms are cool and dead babies are fun. That's, <laughs> that's our, our novel. It really sounds like a bestseller already. I can't already. I would yeah. read it. Right? Yeah. <laughs> Do you already yeah, have I wrote down an outline, so. Yes. Is it We've like been a... kind of spitballing a little. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you have an idea of our general flavor, Megan. I mean, it kind of ties into the original <laughs> blog. I mean, it's not, it yeah. is not safe for work necessarily, but that's the fun no. part about it. <laughs> yeah, it's all the jokes I can't make on PBS Eons. I'm very proud of myself for having slipped two episodes past the PBS Eons censors uh, that were entirely dick jokes. And like, I am like the dick joke correspondent for PBS at this point. I'm going to go ahead and ex I'm going to expand it to all of PBS. I think it might could. just be that YouTube channel, but I think probably all of PBS. 
Um, and even so, there's still some really great dick jokes that I'm not allowed to make because like censored and like children and eh. so it's going to be a lot of that. Yeah, it's going to be a lot of that and a lot of weird animals and then a lot of maybe like spilled tea about paleontology and shitheads in paleontology. Well, we got to like research libel laws before we talk about that. <laughs> We can just do a lot of like, there was a person at this institution. Allegedly. Probably, yeah, allegedly. Don't throw that word in there a bunch. Yeah. And I I took a, um, uh, like a mass con law class in college, and I'm pretty sure it's only libel if it's not true, right? Isn't that? So they would have to admit it. (laughs) There's a chance. I, I mean, we... Ronan Farrow can do it, right? So we just have to model ourselves after Ronan Farrow, yeah. but for way, way nicher audiences. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and also some of the tea we're spilling is from the 1800s, so they're not going to sue us. Oh, they're yeah, I think you're fine. <laughs> they're super dead, so it's yeah. fine. So um, a few people <laughs> who will probably, yeah, be dead in the relative near future. Yeah, they might so die maybe soon, so fingers crossed <laughs> okay oh i didn't go there <laughs> now I we'll did. be in trouble <laughs> well we didn't say who we want to have die there's like a, a long just list. dead baby rhinos <laughs> and you know what yeah. that's the perfect segue into our next question because what How? is your favorite extinct animal <laughs> we have to know okay that's the real tea. <laughs> it's a good sound. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Y'all like, oh my God. Do they want to hire us as assassins? Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> my mind went in a very different direction. Oh. <laughs> Amy, what's your favorite dead animal? Uh, well, I mean, it changes uh, pretty frequently uh, as I am enamored easily with the extinct. Uh, however, like right now, I'm like, I'm looking at, I brought it out just for inspiration, um, this dog skull that I have here. Beautiful. This is not a real one. This is a replica that I'm holding here in my hands. So I'm sorry that folks can't necessarily see it who are listening, but it fits in both my hands. It's not that big of a dog skull. And it's um, a uh, from a type of extinct dog called uh, borophagine, which are also known as the bone crushing dogs. So they're not true canines like what we have running around today, like wolves and foxes and our beautiful domestic dogs. They're an, a different subfamily of canids, but they're very closely related. And these ones would have had this hyper carnivory ability to literally chomp through bone, and um, which is kind of like what we see in hyenas, though hyenas are not actually dogs. They're more closely related to cats, which is another head spin uh and uh they're just fascinating and my only little segue on them is some folks will say well how do you know that they actually ate bone and they did a study uh on looking at ct scans so getting inside x-rays of these uh poop fossils from these borophagines, copper lights as we call them, fossilized feces and they found chunks of bone in them and they titled their paper the proof is in the pooping so it's pretty fantastic That's amazing yeah. i don't know you should maybe like yeah. keep that rolling around for your book title i think Just it <laughs> yes yes so those that's my current favorite extinct animal megan probably has many i mean it's probably a penis worm for all we know <laughs> um i mean penis worms are pretty cool pretty cool pretty cool um I would say probably my current favorite is uh, Macrotenia or Macrotenia, which is, um, I want you to, and here's why it's my favorite. I want you to imagine a llama, okay? But it's not actually related to llamas, but it looks a lot like a llama. Now put basically a dick on its face. (laughs) That's... That's a real animal. Um, Consistent themes. <laughs> and Very. Yep. Yep. I, <laughs> I study um, trunk development in a bunch of different organisms. And Macrocinia is the funniest looking organism uh, that has a trunk, in my 
pretty well-rounded opinion. I feel like there's nobody else on the planet who's looked at that many paleo art reconstructions um, of trunked animals, you know, professionally. That's kind of my thing. So um, I love them. Um, also, I think it's really funny that they are constantly, they lived in South America um, with this predator. I think it's the Lacaleo, which is like this marsupial carnivore. Um, basically like a saber tooth cat that's more closely related to a possum. Weird. Um, but all of the illustrations, and I dare you to go and look these up, uh, mostly because good luck spelling any of these things. Um, they always look like Thylacoleo is like sexually interested in Macrocinia. Like it's always like it's jumping on the back of Macrocinia and it's supposed to be like predatory, but apparently paleo artists don't get laid. And so they don't really understand the difference between fighting and sex positions and they are hilarious. So 10 out of 10 would recommend that Google search. Okay, we'll try our best. Maybe what I'm doing tonight. <laughs> JK. <laughs> we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> do you guys have, this doesn't have to be related to paleontology, but it can be your choice. Um, but do you have any just like life advice for our listeners? Most of them are women, but not all, but, but most um, <laughs> in their like twenties and thirties, <laughs> but any words of wisdom you'd like to share? Uh, I guess for me, when I was going through my early 20s, I had a lot of weird health problems and stomach issues and all sorts of really fun stuff that was awful. And I was stressed out a lot and trying to constantly uh, like overachieve to prove myself and, uh, you know, try to have some uh, some self-worth and when it really came down to it it was all stemming from some mental health stuff I wasn't paying attention to and I wasn't dealing with and when I started actually treating my mental health which it had to get pretty bad for me to finally take that seriously I was in graduate school in grad school they're like you should only care about your studies you know mm -hmm. nothing else and I was the one going hey I actually think I need to go to the doctor and I think I need to go to therapy and I think I need to take some time off and go into nature uh and so I think a big life advice for me is I'm uh, coming from me is like take your mental health really really seriously just as in, you know I've always been active physically and it you know I, I wish we treated going to therapy, like we talk about going to the gym, like bragging about, oh, cool. I like did some really heavy lifting today. Mentally, I dealt with some childhood trauma today. It was, uh, it was really tough, but I'm going to get stronger because of it. I wish we could kind of have more conversations like that to help women understand their own sense of self-worth and that they don't owe people anything at all unless like you literally have a paid contract you know right. unless you're being paid you do not owe some stranger on the internet a response to that nasty comment you don't owe a nasty advisor every minute of your time and prioritizing your health which for me meant focusing on my mental health uh was really really important so those are just some of my little tidbits that i i learned in the last 10 or so years Yes, thank you for that. <laughs> that was really great. Um, I would also second that and say that I feel like people treat your 20s like it's some sort of rat race. Like, oh my God, you have to figure out exactly what you're doing with your life and you have to get married and you have to start having babies because what if you're 40 when they're 10? Like, ah! Ugh! So I think that that's all frankly bullshit. I mean, I think that you should enjoy your life and um just because you don't know what you're doing in your 20s doesn't mean that you're not going to be successful in your 30s i you know i feel like i've changed careers a lot <laughs> like a lot um i'm still constantly changing what i'm interested in and i think that's fine like we we place this really high priority on figuring out exactly who you are when you're 25 and that's not who you're going to be forever and you know <laughs> i feel like you should spend a lot more time enjoying your 20s and a lot less time worrying about like the end product of your 20s because uh speaking as a woman who's 35 
um, A, I don't remember a lot of my 20s. And I think that that is really what you want to be doing with a lot of your 20s. <laughs> it's just is just enjoying yourself to the extent where you don't fully remember it until you go on Facebook or MySpace or whatever and you look at your pictures, depending on MySpace. You know, your age spectrum. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, MySpace, Amy. How old are you? Is Tom still your face. number one friend? <laughs> yeah, is Tom still your friend? You have a top <laughs> I haven't checked in a while. He might have dropped me, okay? <laughs> Well, thank you both yeah. so much for joining us. We had a great time. You guys are hilarious, BTW. You probably I'm that, so excited I'm so for this book. Great. I know. I read it. Um, so before we go, are there any, I know you guys have um, a lot of like side projects, like blogs and um, Instagrams. Is there anything that you want to share with our listeners where they can check out more uh, from both? of you yeah i uh, i would encourage folks to uh if you're on the gram uh well you should follow both of us for that matter uh so my handle there is mary annings revenge or you can search my name amy atwater i'm on there i am posting about all sorts of cool fossils and i try really hard to feature uh predominantly women on my page as much as possible uh i've even had some dudes be like you should feature me on your page and i'm like you are not my demographic of interest you can go anywhere else anywhere else <laughs> and be the main star uh so give me my moment uh so yeah you can give me a follow there i'm on twitter as well as amy lynn atwater i'm really not that active the most impressive thing i've done there lately was this last fall i compared oh, all of RuPaul's, so good though oh all of rupaul's runway outfits to a bunch of dinosaur statues in this small town in canada and i mean they're like really spot on and i was secretly hoping that i would get rupaul's attention because i love her without like it, like my love knows no <laughs> bounds with rupaul uh so far no luck on getting on rupaul's radar but i did get on the radar of some canadian broadcasting company which was really entertaining and funny too and yeah megan and i are hopefully going to be doing a book to be looking out for it might also be called marianne that's Revenge saying hopefully still. it's happening we scheduled writing time every true. week it's happening that's i've outlined true. two chapters that's basically a fucking book right yeah <laughs> Yeah, I wrote that. Every great book only has two chapters. <laughs> it could. I have a lot to say. <laughs> yeah, and that's not including my entire chapter of all the sturgeon that were found up the butts of hadrosaurs. So oh, I mean, oh, like, it's gonna be so <laughs> so good. So we'll hopefully be doing that. I'm toying around with the idea of doing a podcast as well. So we'll see if I ever get my life in order and get my mental health in a place where I can actually take on all of that. So follow me on Instagram for updates on all of that. And then Megan has got some cool stuff you have to check out because I'm very excited to get my chic science clothing on here shortly. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I uh, am Geo Petal Fabric on pretty much every goddamn social media platform I could find. But the one you should definitely follow me on is TikTok because I've decided that at age 35, I like TikTok a lot. She does. <laughs> and I've spent most of the time so far just duetting and reduetting Amy's three posts. And it's really funny to me and 0% of my 10 person audience. So you should follow me on TikTok. Even my nephew won't follow me. And that's how you know it's good. Elliot. I know. I know. Elliot. 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 Do better. He's at that age, yeah. I guess, where his aunt is not cool to him. So. Oh, I know. He's 15. It's terrible. Uh, it's fine. He'll love me again in about three years when he needs money for college or something. So I'll look forward to that, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Geo pedal fabric and then go buy my stupid work appropriate penis jokes. <laughs> Amazing work appropriate penis clothing. <laughs> yeah. I Amazing. 
Oh, I'm so flexible. Stomach my leg up like that. <laughs> Thank you both so much for uh, being with us. We had a great time and learned a ton. So thank you. Thank you for having us. This has been your... really fun. Sorry yeah. that Megan has really weird habits. No, I love it. Love it. <laughs> I'm really We're sorry about the baby rhino nightmares. I'm so sorry about the baby rhino nightmares. <laughs> Don't be sorry. I will watch a true crime documentary and sleep peacefully. There you go. So there you go. There you go. <laughs> it's all good. But thank you so much. Bye. Thank Have a good bye. one. Thanks, guys. Bye. Thanks for listening to Girls Just Wanna. If you've made it this far, we consider you a close and personal friend. Follow us on Facebook and Instagram. Rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. Interested in being a guest? Send us an email at girlsjustwannapod at gmail.com. We love, we love you. you. Bye. bye.